lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Merry Christmas to all of you. I am Steve Dace, Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, both here with me. Our good friend Rob Eno will be joining us here momentarily for the Dace Group Roundtable coming up here in just a moment. But first, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, over on MeWe at Steve Dace, over on Parlor at Steve Dace, and check out our new YouTube channel as well at YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. You can also check this out in just a matter of days. My new book, A Nefarious Carol is releasing on December the 15th. Looking forward to that. It is the sequel uh, novella to my 2016 book, A Nefarious Plot, which we are going to turn into a movie in 2021. So that's next year for those of you like me that went to public school. Uh, if you want to get your copy of A Nefarious Carol, pre-sales are going on right now to make sure that you get yours on December the 15th. The Audible version uh, is already out, read by yours truly and my oldest daughter, if you're curious about that. So get your copy of A Nefarious Carol today and make sure that those poor days children get to have a Christmas this year because, frankly, it is all riding on you. All right, coming up uh, on a Friday, you know the drill by now. Next hour, uh, we're going to have some feedback Friday. There, there's also something I need to get off my chest and discuss. We're going to do that next hour as well. But before we get to all of that, uh, here it is, the day screw. Your weekly look at the week that was brought to you by Scoremaster. You know, the average American has close to 100 points they could add to their credit score, but no idea how to acquire them. And that's where Scoremaster comes in. It is the new credit science that will super boost your score. What do we mean by super boost? Not just a few points here or there. How about the fact the average Scoremaster user is going to raise their credit score about 60 points in about three weeks or less? So that makes a big difference on whether you get the approval for that car, mortgage loan, business loan. That counts too. Or even if you can get approved, right now how about the the terms the interest rate uh the repayment uh, details etc a lot of that can change with an improved credit score and obviously for the better could even improve your job prospects because a lot of employers are looking at credit scores these days too so if you want to find out what you can do uh with your credit score they empower you with that information not the banks you get that power in the palm of your hand uh and you then get a plan of what you can do to get the score that you want go to go to scoremaster.com slash Steve. You can enroll in minutes and see how many plus points Scoremaster can add to your score at scoremaster.com slash Steve. Let's get to issue one. Our weekly look at the week that was begins as it typically does with bleep Democrats say. Right. You're, you're exactly right. I think the governor and uh, the mayors have been adhering to scientific guidance. And so the lockdown, the curfews, all of that, I think it's vitally important. The real blame here is Mitch McConnell, is the Republicans, is the president, is a party that does not want to help people, that is working on one side to actually make sure the pandemic kills as many people as possible. <laughs> My first hundred days is going to require, I'm going to ask for a masking plan. 
everyone for the first hundred days of my administration to wear a mask. More than 70% of African Americans and more than 60% of Latinx Americans personally know someone who has been hospitalized or died from COVID-19. The same disparities ingrained in our economy, our housing system, our food system, our justice system, and so many other areas of our society have conspired in this moment to create a grief gap. Today with the vaccine. First, we're gonna have to have a real public education campaign to battle the skepticism. So the first question is the vaccine safe? Uh, frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. Maybe we enlist you. I'll do it with you. We'll do an ad telling New Yorkers it's safe to take the vaccine to, uh, to you know, put us together. We're like the uh, modern-day uh, De Niro and Pacino. You can be which whenever, whichever you want. I don't understand how any of us can go home for the holidays and look right. our constituents in the face or the mask. Yes, Facebook has moved somewhat. Their mission is to connect everybody in the world. That's what motivates Mark Zuckerberg, and it has it's his passion, and he profoundly believes in free speech. And, you know, those of us in journalism uh, have to come to terms with the fact that free speech, a principle that we hold sacred, is being weaponized against uh, the principles of journalism. And what do we do about that? So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. Enough of the shenanigans. Enough is enough. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Be in order. Make them pay. Was it racist to knock a black man out? That is the question of the oh, week. How does this have anything to do with race? It, just, it doesn't. It's a At fine question. We got to wake you up. You got to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> That's right. All right, first question. What was your favorite dose of that COVID vaccine this week? And Rob, as our guest, we get to start with you. Go ahead, sir. There's there's so many to choose from. It's hard to do. I, I think the uh, the one is the uh, the woman that, that wanted to get the soldiers ready to, to come and take us. But, you know, so was the... I, I love that the, the person on the health task force from the Biden uh, transition team uh, or campaign, because I don't think there's a transition team until after December 14th, um, when the when the the college meets the electoral college meets. But she she might be the only Latina in the United States that actually uses the term Latin X. What is Every, that? Do you know what that means? Yeah. Like I thought, it, I, when I first heard, I thought was that some new Pornhub category? What it, what does no, that no. mean? Latin X is supposed to be a gender neutral way to say a Latin person because Latino and Latina are binary and binary is evil. So the Democrats and progressives have come up with a term called Latin X and most of the Latinos and Latinas, if you look at actual um, or Hispanics or whatever word you want to use to describe um, someone of Hispanic heritage, say that that term is offensive to them and they don't use it. Uh, only progressives do. So it, it's actually one of the first times that I've seen somebody uh, with the name Nunez. Um, it looks like that's her maiden name because she's got the hyphenation. 
um, used the term Latinx. So that that was a very interesting thing. But I mean, all of these things, um, they're, they're, they're gaslighting. Um, it's just it's the Cuomo gaslighting about taking a vaccine. Now it's important that you take a vaccine where, you know, four weeks ago he said that he wouldn't take a vaccine because it was Donald Trump's vaccine. It is all of it's just amazing. But I think the woman that wants the civil war um, is is probably the one that I would pick that has gaslighted the most. Todd, Aaron, uh, this is for you two because you're here full time. The next time I express any level of intellectual curiosity, stop me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, don't permit me to ask any question that I legitimately don't know the answer to to find out. Just, I, 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 you need to hold me back from seeking out new knowledge. Can you do that for me? Just as a quick digression, can I? Can you guys at least grant the old man that, please? Please. I've got you back. Thank you. All right. Don't don't ask. Don't ask any more questions to to something you don't already know the answer to. Duly noted, Todd. I actually forgot during that that I was supposed to pick my favorite because it was just an assault on my integrity as an oxygen it's like, breather. It, it, it's kind of like pick your favorite um, runny turd in this loose stool bowel in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? Or, or yeah. you can put it that way. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that. I mean, don't they all just kind of run together? I mean, after a while, right? But I think... It's the last thing with that Jake Paul guy who I'm only vaguely... Again, I, I don't know who he is. I, I really don't know who he is. I'm not going to ask, though. Okay? I've heard his name. So, so. I, I just... I, I, I'm not going to already violate my promise to not seek out new information. I don't know who he is, but I'm not going to ask. But this is the second time I've seen it, and I had the exact same reaction both times. It seems to be summing up just the entire joke that is everything. You have, I don't know who the other woman was, but the other, the one on our right is Jamel Hill. She has made race baiting a cottage industry. It's her whole shtick. And uber serious about it. I mean, the scowl, the, the, the holding social media, ESPN, all of it, finding it in everything as a bottom line worthy of another civil war. But then there's this show where they seem to be trolling the troll to point out because they're doing this to Jake Paul and they're laughing about it. So it's seeming to be simultaneously putting their foot on the gas and putting on the laugh track up to 11 at the very same time. They, They know it's a scam. They're telling us it's a scam. It isn't serious. And they're having a good time about it because they know, like Lord Nefarious said, there's nothing we can do about it at this point. But every other time you've heard or seen Jamel Hill talking about this, it is she, she's trying to MLK the thing. Yet here she's just chuckling about it. It's it's that's these- why I wonder, do you think it's a joke that they're just joking? Is it possible? That there's a sense of humor that they're just trolling this whoever this Jake Paul kid is. Are they just trolling him? Maybe I don't they, think he took it like that, and I don't think they did at the end. Okay, all right. No, all right. I'm, I'm just I'm trying. I'm 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 well. That, I'm trying to beat some swords into plowshares. We here's the thing: we can't exist 
within this universe. We can't argue against it. There's no rational discourse possible. Again, they're having it both ways. In one second, it's super serious. The other, they're laughing in our face about it because it's not super serious. Which means it's war. If we want to exist. They're promising it right there. In whatever that was, they're promising it. Aaron? I, I'm... I want to go for the low-hanging fruit, but uh, we discussed that uh, quite a bit earlier this week with the woman in in, um, in Bend, Oregon, who just loses her named, yeah, who is <laughs> bent out of shape uh, with the anti-lockdown protesters. So for me, for me, it's got to be that gal who is who is now who is now on the uh, the COVID nineteen equity task force. We had Janet Yellen last week. Janet Yellen, Biden's new appointee for some such a thing, maybe Fed chief or what I can't remember, um, talking about how her new position hits on all of these social justice issues, most notably uh, the issue of race. This is some bean glorified uh, bean counter now, big time bean counter position. And then we have COVID-19 Equity Task Force, which I'm not totally sure wh- uh, t- totally sure about, but I think, I think Jared and or Ivanka headed the, this up. This was already in existence. The very mere existence and, and the thought that we need to talk about race when we talk about COVID-19. We need to talk about race when we talk about monetary policy. Everything is race-related. We need to talk about uh, whether it was racist, whether in a boxing match for a white guy to beat up a black guy. The only reason, the only reason why everything is racist the only th- reason why everything is still racist, everything is racist right now, is because the race baiters know, or at least feel, like they have the upper hand, like they have won, and they are keeping and pressing that advantage. And when you go about into your neighborhoods, I don't know if you've seen this, Steve, in the neighborhood where you and I live, even past the election, we still see those signs, those Black Lives Matter, we, this house believes yeah. in blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, this house believes in voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, this culture has been incredibly worked over by this voodoo, as you appropriately t- pointed it. And so why wouldn't they continue to? COVID-19 is racist. Monetary policy is racist. Boxing is racist. Everything is racist. And that's just... It's, it's like every single major issue. Well, what's this angle to? That's because they think that they've won. On a scale of 1 to 10, exit question, gentlemen, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being as weak as Lindsey Graham and Eric Swellwell's T, combined T-level, I should say, uh, and 10 being as strong as Joe Biden's life alert signal, rate this week's level of total depravity, Aaron. 10. Rob. I, I, because they were all great, I'd have to go with the 10. 10's the highest, right? We don't do the lowest. It's yeah, the 10 highest. is the highest. Just making sure 10. We're making yeah, 10 is 10. Joe Biden's life yeah. alert signal, correct. All right, yeah. Todd. Yes. 10. I'm in full Saw Guerrero mode. Let's get to issue two. Vote Republican in the Georgia Senate runoff or die. This is probably not the get out the vote message you're looking for. I believe, Norman, you and I have talked about this privately, is that we have the potential, if we have a Senate majority in a majority in the Senate on the Republican side 
that Mitch McConnell could indeed negotiate with uh, Biden in a way that we haven't seen in you know, two or three administrations. That's Georgia GOP Senate candidate David Perdue on a joint interview alongside GOP Senate candidate Kelly Loeffler with The Washington Post. I think if we keep these two seats, we have an opportunity to do something that maybe we lost in the last administration between Pelosi and Trump. That was just a bridge too far to, to think that we were going to get them to negotiate. But here we have Biden and uh, McConnell, who are ex-colleagues in the Senate, who are known negotiators, who, if Biden can get away from this extreme part of his party, he might make some deal. And then you throw in the fact that Senator Mike Lee is pushing to get what amounts to a jobs outsourcing bill jammed through the Senate that would allow hundreds of thousands of immigrants into the United States looking for low wages. And then there's Texas Senator John Cornyn, who was interviewed by CNN when he slammed the lawsuit out of Texas against the states of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia for their alleged unconstitutional handling of the election. And yet conservative Twitter and pundits and even President Trump himself are telling people they got to get out and vote. If you want to do something to them, I don't want to use the word revenge, but it is a certain revenge. To the Democrats, you show up and vote in record numbers. That's what you have to do. So, if if I understand this right, um, since the election, uh, we're going to do a preemptive amnesty uh handout uh let me have a high-ranking member of the republican senate caucus run to cnn and demand trump concede uh um let's have actually one of the republican candidates say he wants to cut deals with biden that he couldn't cut with trump and something i'll talk more about later and now we find out that the attorney general has known all along uh, that the Hunter Biden story had at least some legs to it and just kept quiet about it for a period of, you know, six or seven months while a bunch of us were getting deplatformed and shadow banned for talking about the story, sharing the story, or publishing it. Um, I, I, they, they, these guys want to win, right? Like, that, that, that right? There's a more important question. Do they deserve to win? Well, the answer to that question is always no. That's why yeah. they got to berate you with vote here or you're stupid, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that, 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 that's why there's never an offensive case. It's always how bad the other side is, what they will do. Um, and all that is true. But what's happening is there's a base of people growing that are like, well, tell me what you're going to do to stop it. We, we learned today that a bunch of us who have been who have seen our 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 traffic crushed for the last few months for two reasons and the Hunter Biden story is one of them covid is the other well three reasons and then election fraud would be the third okay so it's just coming. basically for having an opinion for having an opinion on anything that violates the Overton window correct and that list will that, only that, grow that, that the highest the highest rated attorney on our behalf or the most powerful attorney on our behalf in the entire country, just set on the evidence that there was at least some merit to this for months and months and months and months, while a bunch of us got deplatformed, shadow banned, and silenced. See, there's never an offensive case. It's always, you're idiots, you're dumb, you're stupid, you don't want the Democrats to win. There's, there's never like, that's why I went out and voted for Trump this time. There was actually like a case 
Like I could make an affirmative case. You know what I'm saying? Like there had been some things done I agree with, but but I it, it I don't it's it, I Todd talk just talk. I I don't know. I, I don't. I don't well, know. like I said, I'm in uh, Rogue One Saw Guerrero mode. It happened today. Uh, it happened this. I was kind of getting there yesterday. The bar thing has broken me. Yeah, the audience just needs been, to know. I, I am. I'm like questioning life decisions this morning. Well, okay? Then seeing Bill Barr this morning, who's just quintessential GOP through and through. I'm. I t- let let Democrats have Congress, all of it, the White House. Everybody needs to choke on this. Everybody. You don't deserve anything other than the pain that is coming your way. And you get to choose whether you sell out to it, whether you wake up because of it, whatever. But this is preposterous. The the gridlock that was a best case scenario of uh, the Senate uh, holding firm is, is, is not... A realistic best case scenario after you just consider the words of David Perdue and Bill Barr. It just isn't. They can all go to hell. That's what they've earned. Aaron? I think one one our country, I believe, is is under some sort of divine judgment right now. Either the um, the unrestrained type or some sort of active type. I think this is the unrestrained type where we watch what we watch every week on bleep Democrats say, and it's not just that it's, it's progressivism. Let's just be honest about it. It's progressivism of all stripes of all parties, what have you. It's progressivism unrestrained running amok. But I think beyond that, what we're witnessing here is just is just the principle of reaping and sowing. Reaping and sowing. On the one hand, you have a political party in the Republicans who, for the last about three decades now, since the Reagan Revolution, since the end of that, have been working to undo everything that made Ronald Reagan probably the best president of the modern era, depending on how you want to define modern era. Working to undo that while still claiming and um, corralling, let's say, a base that fundamentally disagrees with them and they disagree with us. That type of relationship cannot hold, that cannot work. Yet for numerous years, for decades now, we've been told You've got to vote Republican or else the Democrats are going to get fill in the blank. And then when Republicans lose, it's you guys didn't vote for us because you're a bunch of backwards yokels. Let's move further to the left. And then the next election comes and it's the same dog and pony show. And you'll see and you're already seeing this. You're already seeing this already. You're stupid if you don't want to vote in the Georgia runoff. You're stupid. That's the worst thing that you could do is not voting the runoff because then they're just going to have carte blanche pen and phone much anybody. I hate to break it. I hate to break it to everybody here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if Republicans control the Senate. 
Did we repeal Obamacare? Root and branch. We're going to repeal it root and branch. No, we didn't. When we had control, we, I say we, Republicans had control of both houses of Congress. No, they didn't do that. So it doesn't matter if the Senate, and here's the other reason why the Senate doesn't matter as well. And I'm not saying don't vote there. I'm just saying don't get your hopes up. The other reason, even if they win, pen and phone, baby, executive order, baby, and then if you're lucky, an executive order that isn't really constitutional at all, Obama much, uh, executive amnesty much, will go to the courts and maybe you'll have a win there. Maybe. So it really doesn't matter because a long time ago, the, uh, the Republican Party decided that it doesn't agree with people like us. In fact, it has contempt for people like us. And a long time ago, the entire, both sides of the political aisle, decided that they don't want to actually legislate and debate and do the things that legislative bodies are supposed to do. And so we're ruled by executive, or I should say, judicial fiat. So that's where we are right now. And until... I thought maybe coronavirus would be this, but it's not that. Until there is some form of straight 200-proof Marxism, examples of this on a mass scale, to actually wake people up and say, uh, no, I, me, me, me no like that, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't even know if that's going to do it at this point. All right, Rob, you get the last word. What do you think? Yeah, I had not seen that Bill Barr thing this morning, so I just looked at it and you have increased my anger level dramatically. I would say that Bill Barr probably knew that the Durham report had something to it and that we know that the FBI and CIA illegally spied on the Trump campaign and they probably held that from before the election as well. This Hunter Biden stuff with CNN yesterday, uh, coming out and saying, well, ooh, it looks like it was all true. And then the Daily Beast saying, for some reason, um, it went unnoticed. It went unnoticed because you banned us from talking about it. Yes. That's why it went unnoticed. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yep. it's just gaslighting, plain and simple. Um, th- this, this election fraud stuff, I will go to my grave knowing for the past 40 years that there has been election fraud. Mitt Romney won the 2012 election but he didn't have the testicular fortitude to fight it. And then when somebody does have the testicular fortitude to fight it, like Donald Trump, he goes and falls behind and says, oh, no, 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 we have to, you know, the will of the people. The, the, the one thing that I saw from, I think it was Wisconsin or Michigan, um, their response to the Texas suit, which I, I think we're, we're over 10 other states have joined in now, right? I mean, it's a, it's a ton of states. Their response was, well, you know, kind of even if there was something wrong, the time to bring it up would have been before the election, not after the election, because people have voted now and you can't take away their vote. That would violate their rights, which is what I always knew was going to happen. Right. Because um, we're basically looking at the will of the voter. Right. And that has always been the gold standard in a in a a runoff or a, a recount or something like that. It has been the gold standard. But to see my Democratic friends, and I have a lot of them because of where I grew up in the Northeast, um, to see them say, you know, you're you're being the treasonous one for supporting this lawsuit. Um, you're being the you're, you're trying to take a power grab when it is them and they don't even see it. Like, I don't think that my my normal progressive friends 
see what the the quote unquote capital left is doing. I think they they think because they're being fed by the media uh, that that we are crazy for thinking that they're doing that. But they basically just stole an election right from us. Uh, Glenn Beck on our network um, had called the White House before. He's mentioned this on the air and said, what do you guys know? about what's going to happen. We have uncovered all of these things that they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Are you planned? Do you have the ability to stop it? Are you going to be the ability? And then Donald Trump's legal team was basically Tweedledee and Tweedledum mm-hmm. for two weeks and did nothing and talked about Krakens and, and all of this stuff when they should have had their ability and, and the ready to go on the election night. They should have been calling this into question. They should have showed exactly what happened on election night. What, the day that it went 48 hours, you lost the American people. Yeah, you're exactly right, Rob. Absolutely I mean, listen, he should have, Bill Barr should have been fired three hours ago. Bill yeah, Barr should have, been, should have been fired five minutes after that Wall Street Journal story came out. Should have been called into the West Wing. Is this true? Uh, I'll accept your resignation or you're fired, right? First of all, he should have been fired months ago anyway, because he's been a fraud this whole time. But this just confirms that our friend Jesse Kelly, with just a knife of a tweet, dude, Jeff Sessions is going to go down as Trump's best attorney general. Honestly, didn't see that one coming. Yikes. All right. Yes or no? They went in the Georgia runoff, Todd. Uh, they No. Rob, yes or no? 30 seconds. Uh, split, Loeffler does, Purdue doesn't. Aaron? Yes. Okay. We'll come back. Things we learned after the election are next. You know, with travel being what it is this year, with the uh, lockdowns, shutdowns, the quarantines, et cetera, you may not be able to get home to mom, grandma, loved ones uh, as as much as you would like to around the country this year. That's where you can still put a smile on everybody's face, though, with some beautiful, gorgeous flowers from Bloomsy Box. It's Bloom. Get it? B-L-O-O-M, Bloom. They sell flowers. Ha-ha. Uh, Bloom C-S-Y, BloomZBox.com. They sell absolutely gorgeous uh, flowers. Got some of these for my wife a few weeks ago. And it took about three weeks before they began to fade because all their flowers uh, are handpicked arranged right there on one of their um, family farms all over the world where they sustainably grow flowers there. Uh, They're handpicked right there on that farm and delivered straight to your door from that farm. And that's why they stay fresher longer because they're literally right from where they were picked. And they're gorgeous. And uh, they also are fairly inexpensive. But right now, they're offering you even a bigger discount right now when you go to bloomsybox.com and enter the promo code Steve. Again, B-L-O-O-M-S-Y. Bloomsybox.com. Enter the promo code Steve. And you're going to get 25% off right now at bloomsybox.com. Promo code Steve. All right, let's get back to the day group and let's get to issue three. Things we've learned after the election. At the top of that list is that mail-in voting is bad and that tens of thousands of people in a handful of counties don't know how to use the United States Postal Service. Then there's this. Hunter Biden, the son of Democrat something 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 Joe Biden, has been under investigation by the federal government for quite some time. 
The announcement came from the younger Biden himself through the Biden-Harris transition team and was followed by reports from numerous media outlets indicating Hunter wasn't under investigation merely for tax issues, as he stated, but also for his ties to foreign interests and potential money laundering as well. And then there is this bomb that dropped on Friday morning. The Wall Street Journal reported that Attorney General Bill Barr actively worked during the election to keep secret the Hunter Biden probes from public view. This was all going on as social media companies, most notably Twitter and Facebook, were doing their darndest to squash any mention of Hunter Biden, the networks, legacy media and all. They did their darndest to not talk about this or blame it on Russian collusion. So I got that going so first question, um, if your surprise level to learn these things are true after the election, if your surprise level to learn these things were true after the election, if they were a Christmas parody song, which Christmas parody song would they be? A, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. B, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth. C, instead of let it snow, let it snow, yellow snow, yellow snow, yellow snow, right? Uh, or D, Princess Leia's Life Day song. Which uh, Christmas parody song would best describe your surprise level to learn these things after the election? Aaron. Princess Leia's Earth Day, or Life Day, sorry, Life Day song. Um, it, It's... Not surprising, but it's not surprising in a um, why are all of my worst instincts about every situation correct type of way. What can you say? (laughs) What can you say at this point? Like, this is so bad. Why the hell haven't I turned this off yet? Exactly. Yeah. Giving Bill Barr the maximum undeserved. I just want to underscore that undeserved benefit of the doubt here giving him the maximum benefit of the doubt that he has not earned whatsoever with his inaction during his time. Basically, his tenure is doing the bare minimum rhetorical uh, gymnastics and nothing else. Nothing else. Reading a speech, clearing Trump of uh, Russian collusion charges. In this situation with Hunter Biden... As I said, and I want to underscore it again, giving him the maximum amount of uh, benefit of the doubt that he does not deserve. He was following he was following Justice Department tradition or procedures of not getting along, uh, getting involved with things that could influence an election. James Comey. That's the maximum benefit of the doubt. And what that tells me is among all of the other things that I talked about in the aforementioned segment, cultural-wise, culturally-wise, the, the people, the generation of leaders that are pulling the strings and have the knobs of power in their grasp right now and for the last decade or so, and, and even more, the ones who claim to wear our jerseys and represent us fundamentally fundamentally like in the fabric of their very soul do not understand at any level the threat that is posed to uh, america to the idea of america to american exceptionalism that is that is giving bill barr the maximum benefit of the doubt 
and that should that should that should frustrate you as rob put it during the break there uh that should make your blood pressure rise that the people who are actually charged with enforcing the law the thing that is supposed to keep us together, the thing that is supposed to keep us from unbinding and supernova-ing in this country, the law, the people who are at the very top supposed to be enforcing that and supposed to be doing their job are using the law or using their procedures in a way to fill in the blank. I'll let you fill in that blank, hmm. but that that's giving him the maximum benefit of the doubt here. Rob. Which yellow Christmas snow, parody song yeah. best expresses your level of surprise? Yellow snow, yellow snow, yellow snow. Um, the reason that it's yellow snow is because they're urinating on us all the time. Um, and we just sit there and take it. Um, so it has to be yellow snow, yellow snow, yellow snow. Um, I, I did say it. And this is like an eight ball break. yellow snow, right? Like they put down like an entire 40 yeah. of old English, man. <laughs> held it in, okay? And then just whipped it out and just emptied the bladder in one massive stream shot right in your face, right? Right. I mean, they did it before the election, right? It was yellow snow, yellow snow, yellow snow on us before the election. If you dared say that Hunter Biden was corrupt, if you dared say that he was involved in money laundering, which we're now kind of finding out that the investigation um, goes into that. That's after the media said, well, it's only tax stuff. It wasn't the investigation. But now we find out that, that yeah, it was the, the money laundering stuff, that the Biden crime family has been the, the way that uh, oligarchs, and in crime figures in Russia and the Ukraine um, have been laundering money. I mean, that was things that, that we found out by looking at documents from other countries. And we were told that we were stupid, that Joe Biden and his family are a completely owned subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party, which you're kind of coming to find out now because you got uh, Bang Bang Fang, uh, the Chinese communist honeypot, uh, <laughs> trying to get Eric Swalwell um, and others um, through nefarious means to do the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party. You've got, you know, and, and let, let's remember, you know, we were told oh, there wasn't really anything with it, but Joe Biden brought his son to China to get that 1.8 carat diamond that was worth like $1.8 million or whatever it was that's at the center of some of these tax issues. He flew on Air Force Two, a government plane, and was mm -hmm. introduced to these Chinese people by his father. Um, you know, but we're, we're not supposed to say that because if you say that, you can get shut down and you can get your your ability to post things on social media um, taken away because it was based on stolen information, even though it was never stolen, the laptop, it was dropped off by a crack addled, uh, heroin addled uh, Hunter Biden missing his teeth or whatever he's doing in a stupor. Um, and then he forgot to pick it up, which is what drug addicts do. Um, but, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Um, everything that we have talked about has come true, that we said before the election has come true. But yet we are the crazy ones. Um, why wouldn't the FBI be investigating this, Rob, if there was something? Well, we find out that they were. They, they actually were. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah. did. But, you know, yeah. that was without evidence that we said that. Yeah, I know. I know. Without evidence. Know. All right. It's um, it, it's. It's utterly amazing. Um, I, I, I welcome you all joining me on team dialism and let's just burn the whole thing down. Yes. Yep. Todd, which is your, which one? Quickly. It's yellow snow. 
it's yellow snow. The the uh, gaslighting about this the, the norms that are being broken broken uh, by not uh, simply uh, conceding. Oh, listen, we've been the Keystone cops on this. We loosely speaking, Governor Abrams agrees. Yeah, uh, on this, yes. Concede. Yet, yet the the left is still realizing an opportunity here. They could be laughing at this all the way to the bank and just because I don't. Nobody in this room thinks we have a good chance of winning in the courts. We just covered that yesterday. Nope. But they they are simultaneously saying there is no legal standing and saying we are deeply irresponsible and uh, ginning everybody up on the left emotionally to DEFCON 11, which is what they do. It's what they always do. They did it with Fauci. They did it with mostly peaceful riots. They are ex of this and we fall for it every single time exit question predict something we're unlikely to learn until after the 2024 election quickly rob oh something with that that the the story from um the nbc news uh where we where they talked about the aliens that that somebody is going to actually okay. tell us that that was true all right aaron yeah, that's where I was going as well. Uh, the government is actually run by an alien race of people called the lizard people. The scrolls? Yep. Okay. All right. Todd? Well, at best, that rights come from God. Issue four. Who knew? The political world was shocked this week when a bombshell story dropped from Axios regarding Congressman Eric Swalwell from California. The expose revealed a shocking twist for political observers when it revealed that Swalwell likes women. Also revealed in the story is that the alleged relationship Swalwell was engaged in with the opposite sex was with a Chinese spy named Christine Fang, and that she was able to place an intern in Swalwell's office while he was sitting on the House Intel Committee. But at this point, those are just superfluous details. Video emerged recently of a live TV interview during which Swalwell was informed of the nature of Christine Fang, that she was a Chinese spy. And here's his reaction. Asked the Ukrainians to help him cheat an election. I had to get that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think I read that his old man was still liking her Facebook posts yep. as recently as earlier this year, right? All right, so listen, I, I understand having a member of the prestigious and vitally important House Intelligence Committee infiltrated by a Chinese spy that he's infiltrating. I, I understand that that is big news. I understand. But I really think we're bearing the lead here. And the bigger issue, as Aaron alluded to, that's being neglected, is how surprised were you to learn that Eric Swellwell actually likes chicks. Todd, go. No, I really wasn't that surprised. No, only because there's the beta metrosexuals are so commonplace. They're just, I, I mean, he's, you could see that guy smells of skinny jeans a mile away. Uh, uh, and we're surrounded, we are the, we're the anomalies in this room, man. We're the, he's a dime a dozen. They can go either way. They can go either way. You were not surprised at all. Because I got grandma got run over by a reindeer at that news, as a matter of fact. I mean, that, that, I was, I mean, knocked me over with a feather. I, I was shocked to learn that. What about you, Rob? Um, so you're saying that Bang Bang Fang has the um, effect of, uh, the same effect as electroshock therapy on people like Eric Solwell? Is that what we're going with? But no, um, it's, uh, so the Chinese called this Operation Conversion Therapy? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Rob? All right. And now we'll get on their case. <laughs> All right. Let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> we
we should have never moved in. Let's just move on. All right. Let's get to predictions, Aaron, unless you have a comment. I think you've already commented, though. Yeah, have I have already, already commented. Okay, your prediction for this week. Uh, tomorrow, once again, the hapless, helpless Iowa Hawkeyes take on Todd's measly Wisconsin Badgers. For the first time in a few years, though last year I predicted Iowa would lose. I was correct. This year, though, it's it's different. I know the line has moved five points in Wisconsin's favor this week. I don't care about that. This is the year. This is the year. Of course, of all years, it has to be the COVID year. This is the year where the tide starts to turn. All right. And Iowa will defeat Wisconsin tomorrow by the score of nine to two. Nine to two. Three field goals to a safety. Yep. I like it. Or a touchdown and a safety to a safety. Yeah. Two uh, safeties. Yeah. I like it. Two safeties. All right. Todd, your prediction. Yeah, that score feels uh, right about uh, right. But uh, you get ready for some more bad Star Wars. The zone was flooded with Star Wars shows that in theory... Gosh, look, I, I, I hate you. Kind I of do. Excited. Well, what? I, I mean, I just I, hate you sometimes. It's... It, they, they, they're, there's no way they're going to pull this off with that many shows. It's going to be a lot of bad stuff. Okay. It's... We don't deserve this escape, anyways. That's I, I'm going to talk about that in in uh, in our overtime today. Just wait. I'm just getting started on this Star Wars stuff. If if the world is as bad as we're talking about, it doesn't even make me feel good that there's there's other stuff to do, man. It almost feels like there's somebody brainwashing us. You know what? We need to give them a little bit just to keep them like there's some normal coming. Let's flood the zone with Star Wars and Marvel stuff that's just gonna suck. But we'd prefer that rather than dealing with reality. Yeah, that's what I think. That's exactly what I think. Rob? When, when, when I said June <laughs> nihilism, I was not talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. Star Wars. <laughs> It was the greatest day in Star Wars history yesterday. It certainly was and the greatest day in several see, years. See, that's my point. Yeah. The greatest day in Star Wars history was that? And I'm, and I'm, and, and in other words, I'm, in other news, I'm stupid. I gave you my prediction because you said the word prediction and like Pavlov's dog, I gave it. Uh, but my prediction is that the NBC News story and the Jerusalem Post story about um, people in our governments knowing about aliens for dozens of years and Donald Trump knowing about it will lead Donald Trump to let us know uh, that aliens exist. And the way that he will do it is he will introduce a graying Gordon Shumway. Um, who is the ambassador from Melmac, and we will find out that ALF was not a sitcom, but a docu-comedy. <laughs> That's the first, that might be the first ever ALF reference in Probably. the history of this program. Yeah. That was very, very well played. Uh, my prediction is my new book, A Nefarious Carol, will come out on Tuesday. And I predict you're all going to buy it. And if you buy it, I will make all of your dreams come true. If you that, buy it, they will come. Yeah, if if you buy it, I will make all of your dreams come true. That's my prediction. Rob, good to see you as always, man. Merry Christmas to you. Take care. Hey, thanks for having me on. We'll come back. It'll be some feedback Friday, but I got to get something off my chest first. And we'll do that and then find out what you're thinking. When we return for hour two here next. We're back with Hour 2. Merry Christmas to all of you. 
From us here, the crew at the Steve Day Show, that is me, Todd Erz, and Aaron McIntyre. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can access it via the email. That's D-E-A-C-E or try social media with an emphasis on try. Uh, like us on Facebook at Steve Dace. Same thing on MeWe at Steve Dace. Uh, over on Twitter, you can follow us at Steve Dace Show or at Steve Dace on Parlor. And then there's our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. If you like the podcast version of the program, we like you. Show your appreciation for us by hitting that subscribe button. And leaving us a five-star review, Uh, the more of those we get, the more it helps the podcast to grow. Many of you have done these things for us already, and we want to say thank you to each and every one of you. You know, we've heard for years it's important to have a diversified portfolio, like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you know, that kind of thing. But if if you've ever looked at the breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you're going to almost always see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes that you consider when you're looking to diversify? Well, simple. It hasn't been readily available to investors like us until now. Thanks to Fundrise. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or you're looking to add more our friends over at fundrise have you covered with an investing platform that makes investing in high quality high potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund uh to date fundrise manages more than 1 billion with a b in assets for over 130,000 investors and since 2014 the fundrise platform has produced an average roi of 8.7 to 12.4 percent So if you want to start building yourself a better portfolio today, get started at Fundrise, F-U-N-D, Rise, Fundrise.com slash Dace, my last name, Fundrise.com slash Dace, and you will get your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. 90 days of free advisory at Fundrise.com slash Dace. Again, that's Fundrise.com slash Dace. We're going to get to Feedback Friday here in just a couple of minutes, but I, I, want to, I want to address something that has been alluded to a little bit uh, on the Dace Group today, but I want to give it a few more minutes. And, you know, we, we all have a moment where we just kind of are like, what are we doing here, right? What, what is this? I have lots. And <laughs> I'm having one right now. And it's providential because usually it's days in advance that I've already got lined up uh, a list of the various feedback that we're going to try to get to in Feedback Friday, okay? And something just told me when I was setting up the line of, of, of feedback we were going to respond to on the show, you know, something just said to me, hey, you know what? You haven't really put anything with any positive, encouraging reinforcement on the air recently. Because, you know me, I don't like to read a lot of that stuff. I just, it feels kind of self-serving and you know I, I think it's much more interesting radio to get the negative reinforcement or some kind of deep probing question and dig into it you know sure but something just told me a few days ago when i was lining up the feedback for today to to go out to do something different and go ahead and lead off with something positive and i'm going to do that here in a few minutes and it is serendipitous timing because I texted to a few people I work with in our industry. I'm like, 
this is the kind of news that will have you questioning your life choices. Like, why am I taking all of this heat to fight a culture war, both in my own personal life with people I know, but certainly publicly you get branded, right? And I love what I do for a living. I'm blessed to do it. Don't get me wrong, but it comes with a cost. There is no question about that. There, there is a cost for it. And I don't mind paying it if I feel like on at least some front we are advancing on the enemy. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 just, I just need to know that. Yeah. I need to know that. And this news this morning. First thing I saw when I got up this morning, I flip on the, the interwebs and there it is. The Wall Street Journal is probably the last major newspaper left in the country that both sides of the aisle have some amount of respect for. I'm I'm not saying they're like non-biased, but some form of professional legitimacy on both sides of the aisle. The Wall Street Journal is probably the last major newspaper or one of the last major newspapers left that that could be said about. That's why I take this report seriously. And it's also, what, 1 o'clock, 105 Eastern Time? This report's been out there for, what, about uh, seven or eight hours? Nobody has stepped forward to refute this, correct? Not that I know of. Not that I'm aware of either. The Wall Street Journal is reporting today that Attorney General Bill Barr knew all along that Hunter Biden was being investigated by the feds. He's known since at least last spring. And remember, they have been investigating him, we found out yesterday, since 2018. Furthermore, the Wall Street Journal says that he was working to avoid this news going public. He didn't want it to. Now, I've been telling you guys for months that Barr is a fraud. One of the biggest frauds I've seen. Like, almost Fauci-ian level. But to me, Fauci is... A malevolent force. Barr is just your classic bushy. Well, Steve, he he stopped the Russian collusion hoax. He did force uh, Robert Mueller to crap or get off the pot. That part's true. Hey, what do you got? Let's see. Let's see what you have. But then, you know, if the feds have been investigating Hunter Biden since 2018... Earlier in 2020, when Donald Trump was getting impeached for a Ukrainian phone call, urging them to find out the truth of the meanderings and shady dealings of the Biden family. Um, And the feds knew of that laptop all along. And the feds had been investigating Hunter Biden all along. Bill Barr, conspicuously silent during that entire episode. Could have been a useful little chestnut at the time. Might have been. Might have been. Here's what this also means. He's a fraud. I've been warning you about it. Now you know. It's confirmed. But here's what it also means. Finding out that I can't trust a guy from the Bush political dynasty to stand in the gap for me when when we're all when when we're in the 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 Trump at 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 uh, uh, you know some trench in France when the mustard gas is flowing. Is that shocking news no, to you? No, it is not. Okay. 
Aaron, you're 26 years old. I think you've already got you've already not learned shocked. this lesson. All right. Not shocked. I mean, this this crushed me like 15 years ago, but I'm over it now. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Here's the part, though. Here is the part. Here's the part. We just had Robbie and Owen during the roundtable. You could just, you could just, you could hear his blood pressure go up, right? Yeah. This is the part, though, that's just beyond infuriating. Because it also means, while conservatives, including here at The Blaze and in other places, were being deplatformed or threatened with it, were being demonetized or threatened with it, were being censored, marginalized, or threatened with it. The whole time this was going on, because we were sharing the truth of what was happening or alleged to have happened with Hunter Biden. The whole time this was going on, Attorney General Bill Barr still stood still and did nothing. Nothing. Did not speak up one time. When he knew, he knew they were at least investigating these allegations. He knew. He knew. And said nothing. Just like he's done nothing to defend your liberties and freedoms whatsoever. He, he, did a, he took a snotty drink of water in Adam Schiff's face once, played some damn bagpipes. And that's all he's done for two years. He is not just an accomplice to the censorship that is threatening to paralyze us as a movement right now. Uh, he's an enabler. I'm going to go further. He's a collaborator. Collaborator. At this point, he might as well just be Joe Biden's attorney general. Trump should have already fired him today. Should have fired him months ago, and I said that too. Should have been fired five minutes ago. Should be fired ten minutes from now. And I, I can't answer for you why he has not been. I don't know the answer to that. The Trump presidency has mystified me on multiple levels. On one level, it's it was it's far exceeded what my expectations were. On the other side of the coin, the thing I was the most afraid of a vengeful authoritarian streak, streak, unfortunately never materialized. <laughs> I mean, goodness. I mean, can I find a male with a T level above three and a half? I'm sure. You find out your AG said nothing while your ass is getting impeached? While your base is getting deplatformed two weeks before the election, the week before the election, over a story that's true? So you can't get your message out? You can't say to voters, didn't Media Research Center do a poll a few weeks ago? They, they commissioned to find out if people would have voted differently had they known about co potential corruption within the family of Joe Biden. And then you find out your AG has been sitting on this information the whole time? I don't know why he's not fired, man. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know why that Secretary of State who just sucked, Rex whatever his name was, Tillerson, right? That's what it was. 
out there undermining the president's foreign policy for nearly a year. I don't know. I don't know the answers to these things. I ask, trust me, I ask. I ask. I ask people who work there. They don't know either, man. They don't know. Add that to the list of things I've got to ask Jesus one day. Otherwise, I will not be able to accept my eternal rest. I need to know why Donald Trump's vengeful authoritarian streak never materialized when we needed it the most. But back to Barr. Trump is a moment in time, a moment that will likely go on beyond this election, win or lose. But it's a moment in time. What Barr represents is fundamental to a system that has been that has been against us the entire time, the entire time. So here we are fighting for our right to exist as a movement. To share news of potential corruption, flip the story and it's about Don Jr. instead. All the same thing. And instead of the New York Post, it comes to the New York Times. Everything else is the same, though. The method of acquiring the knowledge, everything. Any of those people get deplatformed, do you think? No. Hell no. They're winning Pulitzers and they're Times person, non-gendered being of the year. We're fighting here to exist as a movement, to communicate true True, true information that is vitally important to the American people. And while we're being censored while doing so, the Republican Attorney General just sits on this information that would both validate us, number one, and then number two, also inform the American people of potential corruption within the family of a presidential candidate before an election. I mean, we've often pointed out that the best thing Donald Trump had going for him in 2016 is he got to run against Hillary Clinton, right? Right. What was Hillary Clinton's biggest grift of them all? The Clinton Foundation. Peddling influence for money, right? People trying to find out, would this this foundation ever do? What what was Hunter Biden doing? The Biden Foundation. Mm -hmm. Peddling influence for money. That's what he's alleged to have been doing. Same grift. Yeah. Different name. And this is where, and you're being told you're dumb and you're stupid if you don't think there's any point in voting that Georgia Senate runoff. Here's the thing. You should be dumb and stupid. It, you should be. You should be. Given what we all know what the alternative is, you should be. But I cannot look you in the eye and tell you that you are. Why? Because we know how this movie ends every time. This is the, this is the part of the horror movie now. When the scared babysitter picks up the phone and the police tell her the calls are coming from inside the house. The calls are coming from inside the house. What, what do you do when the killer is in the house? What do you do then? Well, presumably you get the hell out of the house, right? But we're being told stay in the house with the killer because it's scarier outside. Right? That, that's really the argument now. Yeah. Don't flee the killer. Stay in the house with the killer because the people outside will kill you worse or it's scarier there or they'll kill you three times. Okay. 
mean, to me, that just seems like Russian roulette, or as Todd likes to reference, the red bandana scene from the deer hunter. But, I don't know, some of you may have that Jones. You want to, you got to, you know, you, that that's your fetish, man. Cool, you know. But, this is, this is where you just start, what, what's the point of a lot of what we do? You know what I'm saying? And this story today about Barr. I'm not... <laughs> Daniel Horowitz and I were talking about this today. He talked about you can't defend yourself against the gun that shoots bullets backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not... We, none of us should be surprised that the left media tried to censor us from reporting this, right? Right. Nor should we be surprised that big tech tried to censor us from reporting this. I almost feel bad for poor Jack. He's up there in the Senate getting disemboweled by Ted Cruz at that hearing. And the whole time, Bill Barkin has said, well, the story is actually true. <laughs> All right. Um, but I, I don't know what to do when the guy wearing your uniform does it to you. And this isn't, this isn't a one-off. It's not a unique occurrence. It's not the outlier. The outlier is when they actually do what you want. And so I, I, this morning, man, I'm like, I don't even want to come into work. I think you guys could see it when I walked in here this morning. I said almost nothing. We had almost no pleasant chit-chat. There was almost no none of our typical guy, what game you watching this weekend. None of that. None of that. It was like dead silent in here for like 10 minutes, right? Until right. like, the show started. Because right. I'm just not having it. I'm just like, I just, what, what, it, what is this? I didn't get into this to play a game. I got into this to win the game. To win it. And I don't know how to win... If every time I pass go to collect $200, the guy that's supposed to be on my team sends me right back to jail. I don't know how to win the game like that. I don't know what to do. And that's where we go to Feedback Friday and this note from Cole. Because this is an important reminder that at least here on this show, we're playing for bigger stakes than the next election, or even America. We're playing for bigger stakes here. Cole writes, I'm 27. I never had a true grasp on politics or religion for that matter until now. Your show helped guide me to finding that solid foundation I've been desperately needing. If I think on it too long, I'll probably break down. I don't know if the dude code would allow that, but who cares? Matthew 5.15, that is you guys. That's where Jesus talks about don't, let, don't hide your... Your, your light under a bushel, under a blanket. Truly Christ is more than I could have ever have imagined. The feeling of regeneration and justification cannot simply be expressed. Sola de Gloria. And I thank you brothers for helping to shine that light. Being honest, logistically the future is looking pretty bleak right now for those of us that tow that side of the line. <laughs> but know this, regardless of what happens, I'll be fighting with you guys until the end. No matter how bitter or sweet it turns out to be, that fire has been lit. 
Now, I get emails like this all the time. I, I try. To, I, I share them with you guys every now and then. Mm-hmm. But we get these emails a lot. I could do whole shows just reading these kinds of notes. I don't just because it sounds to me like it gets a little hallmarky and syrupy. And after a while, you know, every good story has some form of a conflict to it. Right. Mm-hmm. And. But something just told me when I was putting together the lineup of stuff we were going to uh, respond to in Feedback Friday to put this one first today that we just really needed to hear this and reset it. And I just kind of presumed when I was kind of being led that way that maybe it's just because it's Christmas and we kind of need to remember the larger reason for the season, right? But for me, on a personal level, Cole, I need to thank you. I, I needed your email and I needed it today. Because I felt the bar news just made me feel like I go to my job every day is just a broadcast from Skinner's box. I'm, I'm just a hamster on a wheel. I don't ever get out. We have the same arguments, say the same things about the same people over and over again. No one's ever held accountable. No grounds ever really made. And we just go on and on and on and on and on. But then we got your email. And it reminded us of really what our ultimate mission is here. So, thank you. You guys want to comment on that really quick? Well, God bless you. I actually got a, uh, I could feel a reaction uh, when Steve read that. It was a, it was a absolutely a boost uh, I needed. I, I mean, I can't even stress. How many times I've had the same, what are we doing? Only because like, I, I want the fight. I, I, I want the real fight. And, and that actually comes with losing sometimes. And that's fine. But the more and more you, you just realize that it's, it's, it's never that thing. Because nobody really pushes any ante into the table. It's always just shadow boxing. And you see everybody now triangulating both on the right and the left to just ensure that it's going to continue to happen. And it's unacceptable. I, I, listen, we, we are not new to this game called life that is Christianity. And listen, the, we, we're gonna, we need to suffer we deserve to suffer, but there's light at the end of the tunnel of suffering, a light that I don't see anywhere else because it's a game that Steve's talking about. It is a game that we've become addicted to. And you see people on all sides just waiting for normal. Can we please go back? I can't wait till 2020 is over. What do you think 2021 is going to bring? What? The normal that you want to return to is responsible for all of this. So, the suffering that this young Christian uh, brings up, that he understands is likely coming, is means he's way ahead of the ballgame. And God bless him for that. There's many people, cradle Christians of all kinds, who need to take a taste of that. Because... Uh, what they're normally slurping has nothing 
to do with the calling that at one point in their life they claim that they were a part of the good, the true, and the beautiful. Well said, uh, Todd. And it is, it is frustrating. And I know we get messages from time to time. And I do personally from people who say, I I can hear the frustration in y'all's voice uh, praying for you. and, And we always appreciate that. We really do. The frustration that that I sense is from a day to day basis, just on uh, in a in a in a big picture sense as well. It's a conflation of of terms. Normal does not mean good, as Todd just said. Normal, quote unquote, does not mean good. Joyful does not actually mean. Uh, the dopamine is flowing. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Joyful does not mean necessarily we're cracking jokes and having fun all the time. The prophet Jeremiah, we've talked about this all the time, or multiple times. Did he seem like a really happy, go lucky guy? Hey guys, uh, look what's coming. Oh man, this is good to know. <laughs> Do you think he was filled with joy though? Real joy, not happy, go lucky. Yes. That's the challenge for all of you listening. That's the challenge for me personally. But that's the challenge for all of us who are fighting, using the platform's influence in our minds, in our relationships, the best we can with the tools we have to be able to advance some semblance of a Judeo-Christian worldview and a culture that needs it more than we ever have before. And the challenge is understanding that things are bleak. They are bleak. Um, but, but not, but not eternally. So that our fight, our warnings, our polemics are not out of a done out of a spirit of cursing the darkness but done out of a sense of here is the light. That's, that's just a different way than we typically think about things. When you wake up on a Pleasant Valley Sunday morning, you don't think that lighting the way means um, rebuking. <laughs> that, that doesn't always, that doesn't seem like they're congruent thoughts, but it, it, it is. And that's the challenge for all of us. That's, that's what I'm saying. That eternally, eternally and existentially, we know where we are. That's what gives us the fight. That's what gives us the strength to, to, to fight. And that's why we're here. And so we may sound down. We may sound frustrated. We are. But that's why we keep coming in every single day. That's why we keep having some of the same arguments and saying some of the same things every day is that the strength from knowing where our true allegiance and where our true uh, our hearts truly lie that's with us every single day and that's that's our faith in in Jesus Christ who one day and I think the day is closer than ever before and I'm not saying that in a in a long-term way um, he will be victorious I think that day is coming sooner and he already is and that day is is sooner than than it ever has been 
Well said, both of you. I just, um, I, I just get tired of being the guy that has to tell his buddy, "Hey, your girlfriend's cheating on you all the time." You know what I'm saying? That's a crap. That that's a that's a crappy thing to have to tell your buddy. And because most of the time, when you tell your buddy that, the average dude doesn't want to believe that he got played, right? So he'll turn on. He'll he'll do what? Will he look at the guy, his buddy, who told him and say, "Hey"? Thanks for giving me the what's up. Is that how typically a guy reacts in that situation? No. No. No, he typically gets mad at you for telling him because his ego's hurt. Doesn't want to believe that somebody he's entrusted is doing that to him, right? Right. And I get that a lot. You get, I, I, I don't know the answers to these questions. And believe me, I'm asking. I. That'll be the greatest mystery of this presidency, whether it ends on January the 20th, it ends four years later, or some point in between, the greatest mystery of this presidency, I, I, when I get to eternity, I have to know. What happened to the petty, vengeful, authoritarian Donald Trump streak I was deathly afraid of? Why did we never see it when we needed it the most? More of your feedback here in a moment. In these, get ready. Unprecedented times. Bing. We got it in. Uh, you want to make sure if you are going into the real estate market, first of all, you always want to go in with a real estate agent that you can trust anyway. But that is especially true when you are facing these unprecedented times. Bing. Today. All right. And so where would you find such an agent? Well, the name kind of says it all. After all, they didn't do a website, realestateagentsyoucantrust.com, right? <laughs> they didn't do that website. Uh, when you go to the local realtor or realtors or the firms of realty uh, in your in your community, they don't have like a page. These are the agents we have. You should not hire. They, did they typically put that up there? Yeah. Like one of the big ones here is Iowa Realty, and we have Century Twenty One and Berkshire Hathaway here. When you go to their websites, is there a tab that says, don't hire these agents, they're bad? To my knowledge, no. No, I don't think they do that, all right? So somebody then had to step into the breach and say, hire these agents, they're good. And that's where realestateagentsitrust.com comes from. The name kind of says it all. Uh, Anywhere, just about anywhere anyway, around the country that you're looking for an agent whose track record of success has been fully vetted and proven. You are going to find them on this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's get back to some feedback Friday. This is from Jerry Carroll. He says, whether or not fraud that affects the result is demonstrated, at a minimum, we can say that the Democrats manipulated the rules governing the process and then executed. Aren't there teams and campaigns watching what the other side is doing and how they plan to work the vote? You know better than anyone that it's not softball. Why are the Republicans always 10 steps behind? Jerry, you are correct. At a minimum, the Democrats were permitted to put into place their long sought after mail-in vote scheme where they then on the ground in a handful of counties were able to produce, I guess we will call it, the results that they needed to win the election. I mean, Trump warned about this how many times during the year, right? How many Republicans did? I believe Bill Barr, right? Warned us about the dangers of mail-in voting. Why weren't they ready? Why did it take them 35 days 
to get something in front of the Supreme Court after the election, 35 days after the election, to get something in front of the Supreme Court that actually questioned the merits that could be adjudicated in the time that we have. Uh, last hour, Rob Eno mentioned Mitt Romney and voter fraud in 2020. Some of you may recall Mitt Romney was said to have a team of attorneys. It was called the Orca, named after the killer whale. Remember those shows, those TV movies when we were kids? Like the killer Shamu because of the whale version of Jaws. All right, so it was called Orca, which was, that was the operation of Republican attorneys that would head out across the country to go after voter fraud. It ended up being like that uh, infamous listing of a rifle from the French Foreign Legion on eBay. Um, never fired, rarely used, <laughs> right? Okay. I, mean, I, I can't tell you. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I wish I did. I, I, trust me, I'm asking these questions. I am asking them. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I do know this, though. All of the potential answers are bad. I know that. All right? I know all the potential answers are bad. I just don't know which bad answer it is or which group of bad answers it is. Because I just know if it was me, man. I remember when the whole Michael Jackson thing with the child molestation was going on. And I remember at the time watching uh, the O'Reilly Factor and Bill O'Reilly. I mean... That's how long ago this was. I was still watching Fox News at night. And uh, Bill O'Reilly said, I don't know, man, if it was me and I was getting accused of molesting uh, little boys and I wasn't doing it, I wouldn't be paying out a bunch of money to make the allegations go away. I'd be fighting those things tooth and nail. I don't want to wear that the rest of my life, right? right. That's what I would be doing. I mean, if... if <laughs> If, first of all, I, if I, I'd have fired Bill Barr like a year ago, all right? But if I woke up this morning in Donald Trump's bed, I woke up this morning and found this out. I, I, I don't even know what I would do, okay? Fire I, him I, at a, a couple times. Yeah, I'm, and, and he wouldn't be alone. Fire the person who told me. Fire the person that should have told me. <laughs> I mean, it would have been night of the long knives, man. We've needed, can, can we just say, we've needed like six or seven light, night of the long knives here in the last three or four years, and, yeah. and it's never come. Yeah. I mean, I'd be like, and then after I got done, I'd be like calling the National Archives, declassify everything. Uh, what do you mean everything? I mean everything. Aliens, FISA warrants, everything. Put it out now. All right. We're going to make WikiLeaks. Okay, we're going to make WikiLeaks and Snowden uh, look like drag queen story time hour. All right. And we're going to call it Operation David French. Go declassify it all now. Just out of spite, just out of spite, I would do it. Now, that may not be holy and righteous, but that kind of is like the natural male reaction when you've been wronged is to lash out. That's why we're commanded not to take vengeance because the natural male reaction is to do what, Todd? Take vengeance. Take vengeance. Not just tweet. Well, this is bad. I don't I don't know, man. I wish I did. I don't know. I, I don't. <sighs> David R. says, I'm sure... Um, You've mentioned some of this before, but 2020 should have been a confident win. And these are things that Trump has himself to blame for why it was not. 
He did not clean house and purge Obama holdovers, especially the Department of Justice, the Department of State and Intel intelligence agencies. And they sabotaged his term with the Russian collusion hoax and fueled a blatantly baseless impeachment. Yeah, that's true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, he ceded far too much uh, to Fauci Burke's Redfield's corona hysteria and appalling despotic lockdowns, erasing the incontrovertible economic growth and prosperity. This allowed the conditions for a nationwide seditious Marxist revolt and gave momentum to the opposition party, now fully captured by naked anti-American authoritarians. David, you are aware this is the Christmas season, right? Okay. <laughs> but again, I, I can't argue. Can you argue with any of that? Oh, no. I, I can't. No. Number three says his campaign in the GOP did not prepare for the openly coordinated Democrat effort to use Corona as cover for sweeping reductions and eliminations of election safeguards, which compromised the 2020 election. Man, I bet you're invited to all the parties this time of year, David, right? I mean, wow. Keep David away from your women, man. Save some chicks for the rest of us, bro. That being said, every word of this is true. <laughs> yeah. And then number four, his arrogant persona and lack of self-control repelled too many convincible voters who otherwise would have supported the administration's positive impact on everyday American life. There's some truth to that. We're also, we also have to keep in mind the guy substantially grew his base at the exact same time, okay? Right. There is some truth to number four. Number th- uh, numbers one, two, and three, man, are... Uh, if Moses had come down from the mountain with a third tablet, they would have said numbers one, two, and three, okay? Um, number four, I think there is some truth to, but we're also talking about a guy that, while doing those things, also substantially grew his base, and got a higher percentage of minority voters than any Republican has in 60 years. That's why I would say somewhat true. Fair, or you guys disagree? No, totally fair. I mean, we're we're an example of what you're talking about. The three of us voted for him. None of us did the last time. We did this time. Totally agree. And as we've talked about numerous times, really, for, for, for much of this, um... A lot of the blame, the only blame is on Trump himself. Where was that dictator? Well, what could he have done uh, while he was in the, while he was president before the he's the president, guys. What could he have done? He's the president. Use the power. Yeah. Yeah. I will also add this as well. There have been some people who have um, come at us, uh, come at me for, well, why are you guys fighting this? Essentially, the argument: Why? Why should I care? Why do you guys care? It's Donald Trump's fault. It, yes, I agree. It's Donald Trump's fault uh, in some respects. He could have done more. Okay, that doesn't mean that whatever happened—the election fraud, what have you, voter fraud—that doesn't make it right, wrong, true, That's or, right. f- or fake yep. as well. So I would, I would add that as a word of yeah. I've of got, fact. I've got, I've got friends. Very conservative friends. Some of them are people you would know in the audience that are in this group of they just don't want to believe voter fraud took place because they view that Trump blew this election with his persona and they just want him gone. And I keep telling them none of that's relevant. Okay, so four years from now, 
Trump doesn't run again. Go get your Ron DeSantis, who I like a lot. Go get your Ted Cruz, who is a personal friend of mine. Fine. Go get your guy that doesn't rub the white, the 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 you know Subarus and the cul-de-sac suburbanites squish Republicans. Doesn't rub them as raw as Donald Trump does. Fine. Go get him. Okay. Can you tell me right now that on the first Tuesday in November, when we wake up that morning before the voting begins, they're going to get eighty million votes? Can you tell me that right now? Because that is the price to ante up to the table. Whatever you think Joe Biden's actual vote total is or what it's reported as, that is the minimum threshold that a Democrat is getting four years from now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not getting fewer with mail-in voting than they got this time. Not getting fewer. So they're going to run a guy. So if it's, that's just not happening. So 80 million just to come to the table. That's the buy-in to come in. Okay. That's the ante to play. That's before we deal any cards. Before the betting starts. Same system. I, but I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure in Fulton County, Georgia, and in Wayne County, Michigan, and Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, is it Del Verne, or what's the county in Pennsylvania? I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure. I'm sure that the Democrat machines in those places will say, you know, we were going to drop off 30,000 votes at 4 a.m. the next morning after the election. But by golly, Ron DeSantis just has that Italian, uh, you know, uh, congeniality. And and who doesn't like them some Ron DeSantis? And I mean, Ted Cruz kind of has that adorable nerdy streak where he likes he makes the cheesy sci fi references. Right. And 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 Trump made fun of his wife and called her ugly, too. And and he's these people just aren't as personally atrocious and and deplorable as Donald Trump. So you know what? Keep the ballot harvesting bags. Just keep them in the back. We'll play this one out fair and square. I'm sure that's what they'll do, right? Sure. Sure. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Yes. I'm sure. Sorry. I broke my computer. And then Dave ends this sobering assessment with God bless you all your families. (laughs) Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. God bless us, everyone. But then he throws in it, and may God have mercy on America. I love this guy. Oh, I'm so tired. (laughs) This guy is this guy. You belong here, David. You belong here. Yes. Tim writes, sometimes I'm so frustrated and mad that this sort of election fraud is going on. I feel like not voting in future elections. And then I think that is exactly what they want. They want you to feel like there's no point and there's no use in fighting against it. Furthermore, if the Democrats are allowed to use the system and cheat like they did, then what is the point of participating? I don't know. Today's not. There might be other days, Tim, where I will have a good productive answer for you for that question. The day I found out, though, that Bill Barr could have stopped us all from getting censored, deplatformed, and could have told the American people before the election that they are investigating corruption within the Biden family, but chose not to do any of those things when he knew all along it was going on. Today is not that day. Because I came to work this morning asking myself, what's the point in participating? And I get paid to be here. I can't imagine what all y'all doing this outside of your jobs and lives and careers, what you're thinking right now. I know what I'm thinking. This is my career. I get paid to be here. And I'm still like... What am I coming in and doing this for? Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So ask me that question another day. Okay. I'm not in the, I'm, I, what, what was the word that Rob used last hour? Nihilism. I'm there, man. I am there. Like you like that Elmo burning, burning it I down do. gif. Like I like the, what the gif, right? Okay. Yes. I am in that place right now. 
more matches, more matches, oh, yeah. more matches. Strike the match. Strike the match. That that flame's not hot enough. The blaze is not high enough. Strike another match. More kerosene. More, 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 more. Okay? I'm this dude, I'm in I'm into pyrotechnics right now. Far more than patriotism at the moment, if you know what I'm saying. That's where I'm at right now. Maybe after a nice relaxing way. weekend, I'll be in a different place. You can ask me this question. But right no, now my answer no. is burn it with fire. That's my answer right no, now. I'm gonna do my best to keep you there. God bless us, everyone. <sighs> Tracy says, after spending Thanksgiving with extended family, most of whom are Dems, it became clear they have no idea what is going on regarding big tech censorship or the media blackout regarding the other side of the COVID debate. They believe the election is over. Biden won. And this is a highly educated crowd that reads the paper, watches the news, and yet knew nothing. The ignorance of the nightmare we conservatives have been experiencing over the past six months actually became a comfort to me because I had this epiphany. We've been thinking the nation is split down the middle with conservatives on one side and, and lefties on the other. Actually, it's probably more like 50% conservative, 15% hardcore left, and the remaining 35% are completely clueless as to what the rest of us are even going through. They only see and read the news that is curated by that crazy 15%. I now see America is not lost. Not yet anyway. Okay. Because Tracy, I got to tell you, when I read your note, that, I kind of came to the exact opposite. That was optimistic Tracy conclusion. right there? <laughs> Dear God, what does pessimistic Tracy look like? Because what I kind of read was 15% of the country that owns all of the schools, all of the universities, all of the major media platforms, and every one of the big tech social media platforms is in total control of all the information, the people we need to reach actually receive so we cannot reach them that's what like, i heard it's like you just went to orwell summer camp <laughs> come on i mean this kind of same seems like tiny tim gets up and says i don't want ebenezer scrooge to pay for me to get healed this affliction that may kill me i kind of view this as <laughs> as putting some hair on my chest what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> Break out the cherry flavored bleach. <laughs> yes. God bless you, Tracy, for trying. But yeah, I kind of got the exact opposite vibe out of that one. <laughs> what about you? We were all cutting ourselves off of camera. No, I'm cutting Todd. <laughs> I'm cutting other people now. Have a great weekend, John three seventeen. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.